Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, yeah. wherever and however you're listening. Mm-hmm. We're, it's the Real Walk, Real Talk family. <laughs> See, I can't even do it. See, if, if you hear wow. me today, it's because Gabs is unfortunately not here and he's going to make wow. it today. So wow. me and Iman are trying to hold the fort and I've just been trying to do my best impression of Gabs's introductions because he says the same thing every single time but alas i still miss something out hmm. Iman was doing it earlier so i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you six out of ten you <laughs> no but i missed out the another episode full of so you get, you get yeah I, I deducted two and then I, even... I deducted another two because you started earlier than <laughs> <laughs> you did two, so. so um Iman's gonna give us the and another episode. Oh full goodness! Of... <laughs> I'm deducting four for this. This is a two. You're not even giving oh me the prompts. You're not even like. <laughs> ah! Wow, guys! Another oh. episode full of real talk. Hallelujah! Another episode where Ore gives you the D low on the D low. Another episode where Game Changer gives you the game that you need to change your life. Come on. Another episode where we are tearing. Uh, anyway, That's God is it. good. Come on. Uh, I should say good. come on too much because my, 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 my daughter keeps saying it now. <laughs> She'll be like, come on, mommy. <laughs> when music oh, wow. is playing. Yeah. And I'm dancing, come on, mommy. Ah. <laughs> so I need to stop saying come on. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll, we'll stop saying it. But anyway, guys, it's your boy, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. <laughs> and, yeah, we're here. We're here, obviously. Mr. Mr. Amadi isn't here. He's oh, well. presence. Anyway, we'll do our best. We'll yeah. do our best because We've... the real talk, real walk family works best as a trio. But mm-hmm. we move, we move, we move. We move. Stick with us. We've got an interesting episode for you today. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about parenting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, yeah. This morning, we woke up to, to see an interesting <laughs> disarray tweet. on the timeline. Yeah, this, <laughs> I, I saw I saw people with some pessimistic tweets, you know, talking about parenting and. Um, the minute I saw that, I was just like, "Yep, it's it's not really gonna be a good morning." Dependent, because there's some topics like they're just like for a few hours and people will get past it, and there's some for like a day and then people get past it, and some it will spill over for a few days and people do back and forth. But this one, I just wasn't sure, <laughs> so I said, "Okay, let me see what's actually going on." Sure. I'm even trying to find a tweet. <laughs> tweet. Let's 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 get the tweet up. And then we'll go from there because this is, this is where, this is where it all begins. Are you looking for it? Yeah, I've been looking for. it. I actually can't find you it. You can't find it. I I can only find the um. Actually, actually, wait, 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 wait. wait. The second okay, tweet. Okay. It says it says you get older and you realize your parents were learning in this life just like you are. Could they have been better parents? Question mark. Absolutely. Was it their fault? Question mark. It's simply not that black and white. Yeah. And that's when you need to give grace. They were kids learning how to be adults. And then somebody else tweeted, and this is actually the tweet I saw before I saw that one. Okay. It says, we give parents too much grace sometimes. Uh-huh. Open bracket. Uh, they did the best they could. Close bracket. Well, they could have done better. All of them had access to free libraries to read parenting books. <laughs> The ones now have YouTube to find out different parenting styles. It's not hard to find this if you're looking. You guys are giving a stranger a lot of excuses as to why your parents couldn't gather tools to improve their parenting. You can cope however you want with their lack of skills at parenting you. That's your business. Yeah, that's that's the tweet that I think he was responding to. Oh, yeah. So, the, so that is the tweet I saw first. And then okay. that means whatever other tweet, I, I didn't see any other tweets other than yeah. those two. And obviously that sparked a conversation on on the timeline. Some women were talking about 
regretting motherhood and things like that. And As in, they regret motherhood. Yeah, or or I've heard that's a common of motherhood. No, they regret motherhood. That's quite a common um, theme that people run with. That's why I I was saying that this whole topic is generally um, triggering. So so. Could, Give me a bit more insight because I don't think I read those. Okay, let me, tweets. let me, it's quite deep, guys. Yeah. So, trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, trigger warning. Mean, um, let me quickly find the tweet. Cause that's, a, that's a bit of a mad thing to say, especially now that you become a mother. And I know that you know, becoming so, a parent well. is not necessarily just an easy thing for many people. But to say regretting it, I mean, I can't. But I, can't I think police. that, unfortunately, the one of the the downsides of Twitter slash social media slash TikTok mm. is that people somewhat overshare and use it as a safe space. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's necessarily always a safe space. Right. It's not for therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are some benefits that come from sharing and, and, and telling people how you feel and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like, we just talk too much. So the tweet that... Um, so basically, a lot of people basically were saying they, they're not sure if they want to be mothers and they don't know if they're going to be a good parent based mm-hmm. off the back of that tweet. Mm-hmm. And someone's tweeted, a motherhood, tr- trigger warning, motherhood and regret. Before the toxic positive mums come for me, I wish I had waited. I don't regret having her. I just regret having her when I did. I wish I'd waited a little bit. I wish I hadn't had her in a pandemic. I wish I had worked on myself more. I love being a mum and I adore my baby, but I was 25. And while that is a perfectly acceptable age to have children for some people... The older I get, the more I realise it was too young for me, especially because I originally planned to have kids in my 30s. Now the pressure is on to have more because I don't want a big age gap, but I also feel too young to be a mum of multiple children. I really don't think I was or even am mature enough. And it's, yeah, basically it's quite a long thread, so I'm not going to go Is she suggesting that her parenting style is not beneficial for her child or there was a knock-on effect from how the way from the way she was parented. So so what she says here, actually, this this tweet might offer some clarity. She says, it's more about the kind of parent I can't be to her than anything selfish. Mm. Although I do sometimes wish I'd had more of my 20s for myself. Mm. I love this kid so much, my heart could burst, but love isn't always enough, even for children, mm-hmm. which is a fair point. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure what the reason why, I guess, I guess we can talk as parents and we can talk about how taxing it is and mm-hmm. how much of yourself that you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. so i i guess the impression and i don't want to read into what she's saying but i think from from what she's saying she probably misses that the the spontaneity mm-hmm. the need to not be selfish mm-hmm. and the mental space mm-hmm. I, one thing i will say i did see i i saw something on twitter the other day where another lady was expressing similar thoughts about right. regretting motherhood not mm-hmm. regretting her child but regretting motherhood and right. what she said was that what the the minute you become a parent, the rest of your life, you it's, <laughs> I, I even said this myself. I said, and I don't mean it in such a dramatic way, but I remember saying when I just had my baby that it's like, I don't think I can ever know peace again mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like, I can't do anything mm. without thinking about my child. Yeah. So, and it's not, it's just, it's just innate. It's yeah. just natural. Like yeah. everything I do and anything I will always do, mm. at the back of my mind, I'm going to be thinking about the, the people, the children that mm. I am responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I tweeted that this parenting topic is generally quite triggering yeah. because it's like, we already know this as parents. It's, it's like an unspoken thing and it's mm. something that you carry, the mental load yeah. of knowing that even at work, you're thinking, is my child okay yeah. wherever I've placed her or him? Mm-hmm. 
if she got food, has she got food to eat? Has she got um, clothes that she's going to wear? Clean clothes that mm-hmm. I can put her in. Has she got enough clothes? Yeah. Is she going to be warm when the weather is, is cold? Is she mm-hmm. going to be cold when the weather is warm? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this child going to go on to become? I have yeah. to teach her how to, to read. I have to teach her everything that she's ever going to know. And yeah. you just don't want to get that wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's such a massive burden to have. Mm-hmm. And so that's, in in one way, once you become a parent, like, you're, you're never going to be the same again. Yeah. Um, so that's why I just don't think that tweets like that and being exposed to so many people's opinions mm. and mo- much of it is is coming from their own place of trauma or the experience that they had with their parents. Mm-hmm. And I say this as someone who had a r- relatively healthy relationship, at least with one of my parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like my mum, for example, she was a wonderful parent and she's honestly having had such a good example. Mm-hmm. It, I also sometimes feel pressure because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. give my child yeah. any less than what I had yeah, and what my mum you know the the foundations that she set for me mm-hmm. so um yeah i just don't think it's necessarily healthy to be exposed to so many people's opinions and then you have the other women who are like oh this is why i don't want to be a mom i can never do it i don't mm-hmm. i can't i can't be that selfish and blah 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 mm-hmm. and so the reality and then you have the people who who, who already parents now what they're going to do when someone's screaming on the internet going oh this is why i can't be a mom it's like yeah well you know yeah I mean, for me, it was triggering because I f- like becoming a parent. Obviously, we were saying a few things before we came online, but for me, why it was triggering is that I can never, with my chest, you know, justify, you know, kids that have been abused, been hurt, been violated by their parents, right? I can't justify that in any way, shape or form. We can't do that. I'm a firm believer of for every action, there's a reaction. Mm -hmm. For every decision we make, there's a consequence, whether it's good or bad. So I'm not here to do that. But this conversation about parenting and how we deal with our parents cannot be looked at in isolation. People have this saying, hurt people, hurt people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone is hurt, they don't do the work. They don't get the healing. It's only going to have a knock-on effect. This conversation around mental health, mental stability, well-being, all of that kind of stuff, it's, it's, it was never a common narrative back home in Africa. Let me speak for Afri- us Africans, more specifically Nigerians, because we're both Nigerians. It was not a common conversation. It's not what our parents were encouraged into. Mm. So when I see a tweet saying our parents should have gone to the library (laughs) and worked, like if your context for good parenting is a man going to work and making sure that food is on the table and making sure that all the bills are paid, what, how... That and that is the the cultural norm of what a, a good father should be, or good you know yeah a good father and husband should be. What more do you expect of of people that are raised in that culture? Mm. There's not mm. much that they're gonna. And then coming to a, a Western society where you're seeing Bill and and Jessica parent their kids in such a different way, and there might be some similarities, but pretty much different because the cultures cultures are, are very, very much different. different. And you're now raising your kids in a system that is very laid back, that is very open, 
that is very liberal in a lot of ways in comparison to Africa or westernized society and or westernized concepts of what family should look like. We're now fast forward it to 2022 where therapy and uh, mental well-being and <laughs> accountability are the buzzwords of the day. It's easy to say that. Yeah, it's easy to say that because you because now so much is available to you. And you know when the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. In my opinion, you would should be held to more account because you know more, a lot more, or a lot more is available That's to true. you in comparison to your parents. That's very true. Yes, some people's parents might have TikTok, but a majority of parents are not on TikTok. A majority of our parents are still on WhatsApp, getting videos sent to them, and they're buying it. Like Onion, uh, like during the pandemic, when someone would, people were sending around videos saying that Onion can cure cure COVID (laughs) and all that misinformation. Our parents, a lot of our parents are still in that space. Mm. And this is not to say that they cannot learn. But as you grow older, it is much harder for you to learn. What you should now do with the information that you should have or you have right through learning, through, yes, the internet, TikTok, books, seminars, trainings, all of that. What you now have to do is go as an as a growing adult. This is where I'm at in life. What what can be done? What is possible? What's not possible? Like if you want to, if you just if you want to spend your life like fighting your parents and tell them telling them everything that they've got gotten wrong, you have to think what exactly am I going to get out from it? The most you're probably going to get is a sorry, and all your the, the, a parent if they are willing to is try and make the rest of their lives with you better it's not going to make up for the years. Well, Precisely. yeah, it's not going to make up necessarily for the years. It may be able to change perspectives, God willing, but it can't bring back the years yeah. that you that you missed <clears throat> out on. But this is not to rub out anyone that has, that has been hurt and has gone through pain through bad parenting or toxic parenting. But I was sharing with you, like both of my parents' experience, how they were parented was not necessarily great. So both my parents um, come from, you know, spaces where the dads weren't really around. So for my dad, he came from a polygamous family. My granddad on my dad's side, well, yeah, my dad's dad, he had loads of wives. On my mom's side, he had a well-to-do barrister who was living soft life and left and bounced. So their experience with fathers wasn't great but they had mothers who tried their best. Now, moment of transparency, like on my mom's side, my gra- my grandma, like it seriously affected her mental health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my mom then had to step up to the plate and do mm-hmm, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So I, and growing up, I understand to a degree some of the pains that my mom went through because she shared with us. Mm-hmm. I know how much it ruined her. But this is where healing comes in because something that my mom always says about my dad is that like he's the man that came in and changed the narrative about what men can truly be. Mm. So my my dad was a form of healing to my mom and has been that to her. But that has come with time. That has come with my mom having to be willing to learn and go through the healing process and all of that. So there has to be a willingness. In many cases, there are parents that are not going to be willing 
to change or accept that they did wrong. It's going to be like, well, I did my best for you. When I was doing five jobs, when I was doing four jobs, to, mm. to put money on, uh, to put money to pay the bills and to buy you your night trainers and to get this, uh, you're so ungrateful. They may not get it because they were so socialized in such a way. And that's the be- the, the way that they were parented. They thought or they, they understood that to be the best way to parent their children. Now, for us, I feel like the best thing is to use all the tools that we have and start to have honest resolutions in our heart and go, what are the wins that we can possibly get? Because if you want to fight, you know, and fight your parents and get them to say sorry, you may not get that sorry. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, in, in like, in, in some <clears throat> sessions of therapy, like, some of the, one of the f- hardest things I've heard is, sometimes you may not, never get a sorry. Yeah. You have to move on from the apology that you didn't get. If you If you don't get the sorry, what are you going to do? And if you plan on having kids and you don't get that sorry, where's that resolve in your heart that, you know what, my children can't go through what I went through and experience? That's one side of it. But that willingness to go, you know what, like, this is the final thing and I'll let you speak. (laughs) Because I'm passionate about this. Like I said, I'm triggered. Things like slavery, for example, right? We always talk about our ancestors and what they went through, blah, blah, blah right? Imagine the way that they would have, imagine those that were oppressed and went through slavery and stuff like that. Imagine the trauma and the trauma related actions that they perpetuated. Mm. They could have been like, who knows? Like those, the the men that were beating on, you know, on, on the cotton farms and whatnot, they could have been abusive to their wives. They could have been abusive to their kids and, and abuse them because all they know is of, of, of love is tough love. Or life has to be tough. You just have to get on with it. This doesn't justify what what they did with their families. And I'm, some of it is speculation. I get that. But sometimes we just have to be very honest. People that go through great levels of trauma, trust me, they're, 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 they're not the best people to make the right decisions, right? We if If we can have a level of understanding for them, why can't we have a level of understanding, a level of understanding, Right before people take my words out of context and go, oh, that is justifying. No, understanding is not justifying. Understanding goes, okay, I recognize this because people always love to shout about context and people love to shout about nuance. When we now bring nuance to the table and when we now bring context to the table, everyone wants to find an excuse as to how context does. I am not justifying, or we're not justifying it. But what we're saying is there needs to be a level of understanding. If all your parents knew about how to be a good parent was getting beat all the time and tough love. Why would they not do that towards you? In some cases, but also in some cases, like people can, they can consciously, right. and it and it comes down to personality and right. grace of God, they can consciously choose to do otherwise. Otherwise, right. Like, I, agree. I agree. For example, my mum will say that, my mum was, so my mum was raised by a single parent. Right. Um, her dad, she will say, he he wasn't there from a very young age, mm-hmm. and so it was her, her three, her two siblings, mm-hmm. and her mom, mm-hmm. and then my grandma on my mom's side also mm-hmm. then took on two extra children right. that yeah. she was yeah. somewhat given. Mm-hmm. So there's basically five children that she was raising by herself, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, mm-hmm. the rest my mom isn't the only girl, and the rest are boys. Okay, so she was very very hard on my mom because yeah. she, I think for her she was thinking, I don't want her to to be 
a, a statistic and yeah, be yeah. A, a teenage pregnant to, to have a teenage mm-hmm. pregnancy. So as a result, she was so so strict. I I remember you know the stories that my mum would tell her will tell me she's like to an extent sometimes she might not necessarily have felt comfortable going to her mum to mm-hmm. to to tell, tell her, her certain stuff, things yeah. because she didn't want my grandma to overreact or get worried mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as a result of that I know that that was something that my mum chose to do differently with me mm-hmm. and created an environment of okay there is nothing that you can't come and tell me and unfortunately to, in to an extent my mum also was a single parent although my my, my dad was around mm-hmm. financially and emotionally she was taken on quite a um, a brunt of the of the work right. and so she, that that was a conscious decision mm-hmm. equally my dad probably had a similar upbringing in mm-hmm. that his dad wasn't around a lot okay. and he could have chosen to be like okay you know to do things differently mm-hmm. but maybe that wasn't necessarily I, I with the grace that I can see mm-hmm. I can look back and say he probably didn't know how to be anything else, else right. and so that's just an example even from my own house from two parents mm-hmm. similar-ish backgrounds mm. but they made different decisions. different decisions and that's the same for all of us that like we we can all make and sometimes you can run away from something so much mm. because you don't want history to repeat itself that in an unconscious weird type of way history ends up repeating itself anyway right. and i think we're it's easy for our generation to go hard on our parents and be like we don't know the standards that our children will judge us by one day and 100%. we can only pray oh, and me. hope mm-hmm. and that's this is why i was saying that it's so tricky because i'm sitting here thinking i'm doing my best for my child and i want her to i want her to have a childhood that she doesn't have to recover from mm-hmm. from a trauma perspective but mm-hmm. god forbid mm. i don't know what mis- and everyone is going to make mistakes as a parent mm-hmm. you can be the best parent you can yeah. read all the parenting books and yeah. you can think you're going to do this mm-hmm. number one Children have different personalities and things may turn out differently. And mm-hmm. number two, you just don't know what standards and how society is going to change over yeah. the next 20 to 30 years. Mm. And heaven forbid that my child chooses not to have grace for me mm. when I know that I'm really doing my best mm-hmm. and trying to do right by her. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I find quite... That's why I'm very careful how I approach the conversation right, because right. I don't want my child in 20, 30 years time to be cussing me on Twitter when I know the sacrifices I'm currently making and how much I'm trying to to, to do right by her and make things okay for her. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. Yeah, th- Those are like basically the main two points that I wanted to make. So I wanted to ask about your mum's situation because you, you, you have raised a good point and I absolutely do agree with you there. It doesn't necessarily, just because you went through something doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that. But is that something that your mum was kind of consistently did as you were growing up or do you, was there a point where your mum was like no nah, I'm changing no yeah. she she's consistently been like that as a parent mm-hmm. but then so I she guess, didn't smack you like, no she, she smacked me but not it was never she was never like flippant with it she wasn't mm-hmm. she never actually really smacked me out of anger yeah, a lot of the anger, time yeah. Yeah. it was like okay this is what you've done you've consciously done something wrong mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, I didn't get smacked very often either a mm-hmm. lot of her parents didn't um, lessons came from actually just talking to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then I was the kind of child that you can tell me something mm-hmm. and I would probably listen, listen okay. whereas maybe my brother mm-hmm. m- not necessarily he might wanted to push, he might have wanted to push the boundaries mm-hmm. a bit more so again it depends on the child mm-hmm. there was something else you asked me and I wanted to answer it um, oh you said has she always been yeah, like that was, oh, yeah, and yeah. I wanted to say that Yes, was as as far back as I remember, mm-hmm. she has. Mm-hmm. But then there are unique circumstances right. that we went through together, mm-hmm. probably as a result of trauma and things that we went through growing up mm-hmm. that probably have added to the bond and the parenting that we have. Yeah, It could have been... If I had, like, two very present, very active, healthy parents, mm-hmm. it might not necessarily... My mum might have not been the mum that she was. Yeah. 
So again, life circumstances can also affect how you parent. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people ended up in situations that they did not plan to be in, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that could be the same for all of us, God forbid. And it's not just about whether or not deadbeat dads or deadbeat. Some people die, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Life yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you end up a single parent mm -hmm. to children mm -hmm. that you never planned for. And what mm -hmm. if you were financially reliant on a husband yeah, yeah, and you know he's out working and maybe succession planning in terms of the will wasn't necessarily all that mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you've gone from being a happy family to being tossed into survival mode and yeah. needing to get by yeah, for yeah, your children and yeah. just making sure that there's food on the table mm -hmm. and they're dressed and you know you mm -hmm. just don't know yeah. equally poverty comes into things mm -hmm. in lots of different parts of the world some people they might not have a lot of money but mm -hmm. they have a lot of love like yeah. my grandma will say that she she grew up in a polygamous home but she'll say that they didn't have much money they were mm -hmm. farmers but they had love, love right. and so there's also that and you know, sometimes money as well. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't think about going to the library mm -hmm. when you're trying to put food on your plate and mm -hmm. love your children, you mm -hmm. know? And that looks different mm -hmm. for lots of different people, mm -hmm. how they receive love as well. There's a love language thing. You might think you're doing you're you're doing the best to make your child feel so loved. There's just so many factors and life is is very complicated. It's not one dimensional. Yeah. And you you can think you're doing your best mm -hmm. and you just don't know. It's yeah. just the grace of God. No, hundred percent. hundred percent. And that's why like <clears throat> me becoming I think one one of the points that I wanted to make earlier was me becoming a parent has made me realize like me like just having these two girls and even one like T as awesome as she is in my eyes <laughs> when she doesn't want to listen I'm just like bro literally and then I then I begin to think and I'm like when I was as I was saying to you offline like when I became like a teen or maybe when I 10 11 and I just was kind of like in discovery phase and I was exposed to a lot more. It's like, I know, I, I know there were moments where I very much was an idiot. Same. I very much know that there were moments when I was being problematic. There Same. were there were moments where, you know, you, you're hanging around the wrong people and then your attitude starts to change. And then you start, your mom's talking to you and then you walk away and you slam the door. Like I remember like the first time I did that, maybe when, when I was like nine, 10, my mom was talking to me and I just walked away. Like my dad wasn't <laughs> in the house and I was just like, yeah, you know what? He's not in the house. Just walk away and slam them. What's she gonna do? <laughs> but it was my mom that was more ragged than my dad. So yeah. But the point is that the point is that I know myself, like, and I'm not. This is not to say that she doesn't. She may not take ownership for anything that she may have done that was wrong to me. But I know myself, like, I can't pretend like I was an angel and this, that, and the third. But I know the challenges that they face. I know the challenges that mum and dad had, like yeah. when you're talking about like for my parents, it was ministry and, you know, coming to the country, you don't have much money, you're trying to survive and you've got people to support, you've got people to preach to, counsel and you've got a family and they're doing their best, this, that and the third and then you've got kids and there's quite a few of us and you're trying to manage, you're trying to parent, you know, these, you know, all these kids that you have in such a way that they actually value you for who you are and what you've got but at the same time like as human beings no one human being can satisfy all of your needs mm. that's why we have jesus christ mm. and so this is where i feel like we have to be careful especially for those that may not have come from environments where it was necessarily toxic or harmful or abusive but it's just like i didn't like my mom doing that and it may not be be that it wasn't necessarily the right thing to do but we're nitpicking and taking the moral high ground because we've got, you know, TikTok and we've got YouTube and we've got all these, you know, motivational and inspirational or critical 
critical thinkers or thought leaders. And sometimes I'm just like, yo, are you guys living in a real world? <laughs> like, even, like, even, you know, something that jars me, and I always tell Toby about this, or this, um, this space on the internet, the, I don't know, is it positive parent or soft parenting? Oh, or whatever? gentle parenting. Gentle parenting. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, it's not I, that I have anything intrinsically against it. I'm just like, <laughs> yo, you guys are living in a fairy tale world. Do you know what though? I used to be like that, but I think I'm kind of starting to buy into some of the some of the what they say a little bit. Right. <laughs> it I'm, makes I'm, me think. Mm, that's that's an interesting perspective. Maybe I should try it. I, I <laughs> yes, I'm a person of perspective. But if you think that is the only way to parent a child, no, I agree. We said it. Human beings, we are complex. Yeah. If your kid is going around the house smashing stuff and throwing, go, go and sit down. We're, we're gonna do a timeout. <laughs> like it is not like one child is, and I'm not saying that. I'm not then saying that the other extreme of clapping them round the head, punching them, slapping them is going to be the way that's gonna work. But I just feel like sometimes we're a bit too idealistic, and what the internet does is. The internet wants to, or spaces like Twitter or Instagram or TikTok would want to make us us portray a life that really isn't sustainable mm. in for, for the masses. It might work in your houses, True. but the problem is there's 7 billion human beings on the planet. We are all different. Yeah, works not in your house. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> what works in your house is, is not necessarily what works. Some children, for you. you will gentle parent them, and they will look at you and laugh and, and do something and, naughty and, and push and the boundaries. And we know kids are smart. Yeah, they're gonna so push the boundaries. So you think your gentle parenting is working, and this kid is running rings around you? Yeah, I agree. Do you get what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. The point I'm trying to make is, and I don't want people to listen and go, you know, we're just trying to justify. I really feel like the the initial tweet. That I read was not to justify but to go as we grow let's grow with understanding let's grow with the ability to learn and accept where accept where we may not get the full clarity we need we ne may not get the full understanding we need you may not understand you may not ever get sorry a reason as to why your dad left he may never explain it to you he may never ever talk to you again and and even though that is not right and that may not be fair, but adulthood and the life that we live in, it is too short. We can't kill ourselves with the things that we don't know and don't and don't fully get. But we have to, with what we do know, we have to be willing to understand, you know what, mum, you tried your best. Everything wasn't perfect and you did some bad things. In some cases, you did some nasty things. But mum, <laughs> like mum or dad, like... I know you tried. And and for me, I'm going to take those lessons. For some of you, you may not have relationships with your parents anymore. And I'm not here to I'm not here to try and get you to patch things up or whatever. That's a completely different conversation. What I am here to say, especially for the parents that are still in your life. I said to someone today, I, I tweeted to someone today, right? There's for me, it's about being pragmatic. I accept I accept that wrong was done to you. Wrong is wrong. No one's trying to whatever. But if your wrong is justified by people's personal opinions and preferences on their style of how they wanted to be parented, that's, I don't like this res retrospective analysis. Like you, you may not have known what was fully best for you as a child. In that, in that, listen, in that, like, like, as a child, you don't necessarily know how 
you need to be parented. If you you're get what I'm saying, you're still figuring things saying? out. You're a, like you're a child. You don't get it. And for some of you, oh, you know, my mom put me to bed at eight, you know, but other people are going to bed at 10. I'm talking about stuff that are low level. I'm not talking about the abuse or violation or manipulation or stuff like that. Please don't conflate it. I'm talking, oh, Mary, they went to bed at 10 o'clock and their mom allowed them to drink fizzy drink. But my mom didn't allow me to drink fizzy drink and my mom didn't give me truck ice and all of that kind of stuff. Bruh, like, are, we re are you really going to say your mom's evil because she didn't <laughs> buy you ice cream from the ice cream van? She said there's ice cream, there's vanilla vanilla ice cream in the tub in the freezer like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about like surface level but stuff I think but, yeah, a lot of what it. you're saying comes with number one it comes with maturity because right. I remember being like a, a teenager that thought she knew it all and asking my mom questions like well, why did she marry daddy mm. and she used to say you know, you know what one day you'll get it right and now as an adult and seeing the complexities of life mm -hmm. I do get it mm -hmm. but equally for people who've been through stuff most people, a lot of, for all of us, all the all the trauma that we face in adulthood stems in one way or another from mm -hmm. childhood, most of the time from our decisions that our parents made. Yeah. And I think, number one, it's unfair. I think you need to acknowledge, we need to acknowledge that life is unfair. It's unfair yeah, yeah. for people who did not ask to be born mm -hmm. to be struggling with the trauma of childhood in yeah. adulthood mm -hmm. that they didn't ask for. Right. But I equally... Like Unfortunately, we don't get to pick. And yeah, for yeah, our own sanity, true. in order to move forward and to, to live the best life, we have to let go. Right. That being said, people throw around this advice of let go, just let it go, move forward, forgive and forget. And it's like, I don't think that we internally realise how difficult and how hard it is mm -hmm. because in order to do that I think it's a daily choice it's yeah, a life yeah. it's like when your spouse annoys you or does mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. and you're trying to move on from it but you're still hurt by it mm -hmm. you have to choose the next day okay like it's triggering mm -hmm. but I'm not going to let this affect how I respond today mm -hmm. for the sake of the relationship mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's the same with us in um with parenting and stuff like that mm -hmm. in order for us to be mentally happy and to move on as 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 adults and potentially as as future parents or as parents to our own children mm -hmm. we have to consciously choose mm -hmm. not to let the things that we went through affect us right. and just to move on and to make today a new day and to try and do better and just do our best mm -hmm. because nothing really good comes from dwelling on the trauma mm -hmm. but it's nice and it's good to acknowledge and to for somebody to acknowledge and to know that it's unfair because you really didn't ask for this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. sometimes like, God, do you just bring us here to soccer? Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, yeah. as long as we're on this earth, we don't know what, what our portion is going to be. And we just have to wait for heaven, yeah. <laughs> as they say. Sit back and relax, tell me what's on your mind.